0: This is, uh, this is Joe Cole.
1: This is Ruben off the cheek and you're listening to the London, the London, London Is Blue, Blue Podcast. Podcast. All right, welcome back to another episode of the London Is Blue Podcast. As always, your hosts, Brandon, my host Nick and Dan. Gentlemen, my head hurts. My voice is raspy. <laughs> Respect, I, man. I don't know uh, how anyone could really make a living doing content
2: post-match living here. It is 1 a.m., And we're just now back and trying to sit down to record. As you guys can tell, because we're in the Verlaini studio here at the hotel. Bachelor pad. It is. uh, We still have some packing to do. (laughs) Uh, It's going to be a late one here. And it's worth it because what what a hell of a day that we just had. I mean, my God, Dan, it was absolutely tremendous.
3: Punched the ticket to the next round of the Champions League, beating Borussia Dortmund getting the two goals that we needed, some predictions maybe that were made at the cock that came true in the game that we had a chance to witness. It was a very, very special night for every Chelsea supporter who had a chance to be there. The buildup was amazing. The atmosphere was electric. And the good guys win, Brandon, which is exactly what you want to see. Felt really good. Who are you,
1: Ing, the -hmm. Dortmund fans? Uh, We were on the east hospitality and we were right next to them Correct. i mean we were 10 seats away some of our group was even closer actually and had coins thrown at them and unfortunately spit on but another story for another time um this match review will obviously be much more um reactionary uh in in person when you don't have any idea what the stats are you don't have any idea what the conversation on social is well, I mean, uh we, but we it's we a have some idea Not in the middle of the game. True. Right. So, because you're there and you're taking in. So, um, yeah, usually we have a guest on for this perspective, but tonight it is us live. We are the bridge.
2: We are the gift. That's why it's the present or whatever.
1: Yeah. Okay. So, um, as we jump into it again, sorry to uh, Patreon and reviews. We'll get back to you when we're stateside. Um, But this was... Chelsea versus Borussia Dortmund. Uh, it was this past Wednesday, the or Tuesday, the seventh of March. Again, it's past midnight. I'm yep. thrown off. Especially Wednesday, that's true. It was the second second leg of the round of sixteen Champions League match. In case you missed it, Chelsea two, Dortmund nil was the final score. Uh, Chelsea were down one nothing on aggregate. So overall, it was 2 Daniel, Danielson, go ahead, throw it throw it through the lineup. Uh, let us know what Potter used to. Sprinkle a little magic in our lives.
3: Look, it was master of disaster Kepa Aretha Balaga between <laughs> the sticks just really working that clock for us. Wesley Fafana, Kalidou Koulibaly, Marco Correa as your back three. That's right. It was the 3-4-3 three, three once again. Rhys James and Ben Chilwell on the wings, wing-back FC was back up along with Enzo Fernandez and Mateo Kovacic captaining the side in midfield with Raheem Sterling, Kai Havertz and Joao Felix up front. For substitutes, uh, look, we had a couple people come in to the game. It was a little bit later, though. We had Connor Gallagher coming in the 67th minute. Ruben his cheek coming in the 83rd minute. Zakaria came in the 87th minute. And Christian Pulisic came in in the 83rd minute. Everybody else, unused substitutes for the evening. Which I was a little surprised. We
1: saw quite a few different people warming up throughout the, the game. Um, but we'll get into that as we kind of just run through this chronologically. Uh, some of the top-level stats from this. Chelsea only with 40% possession. Uh, We had 13 shots, four big chances, two of those missed, which means, Nick, we're scoring big chances again.
2: Oh, hold the phone. Wait a minute. Are you telling me that Chelsea actually put a couple away today? Buried them. I mean, both penalties were great.
1: (laughs) Actually, one was better than the other. Uh, We had uh, 17 fouls committed to their nine, uh, so we got to kick them a little bit. Six offsides. I think that was a little uh, frustrating, yeah. especially being in the ground celebrating and then seeing the flag go up. Um, and then, you know, overall, that that's kind of the big ones, but uh, 1.97 XG uh, to 0.94 XG for Dortmund. Again, a penalty. It was 0.99 from Kai, so that'll be the big part of it. But a lot of other chances to be had. Raheem getting the the first goal, Kai getting the penalty in the second half, and that's what did the business. So um Nick, you really probably have an NPET an shit house in the match. I mean they're, they're, there's a couple of times these teams came together.
2: Yeah, I mean I, I think Chowell probably edges out, I think, on the evening. I mean He certainly did a little pullback on Wolf. Wolf goes after him. Chilwell gets stuck in. They clashed multiple times. And Wolf is tall. (laughs) He's a unit. Wolf is tall, but he's also slow and fucking plotting and not very good. Uh, And he had his hands full today because Chilwell was on it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, Dan, one random stat. Would love to see you pull this one out. One random stat was 20. Number two. Chelsea have won two games while the London is blue has been in <laughs> London. <laughs> Damn right. That's not a
3: random stat. That is a very, very important stat. <laughs> yeah. Has led to calls for us to not leave the country over the next one, two, three months. Permanent residency? Can the UK government fast track that after today? I mean, if there's any connection to
1: parliament, clearly we should be getting a notice tomorrow
2: morning. Can we, get, can we get, just get a little bit of, of help on that? That'd be great mainly with global entry. If we could just speed that up for us, it'd make it easier.
1: Um, all right. Well, that is setting the stage. Um, uh, like I said, we we'll walked in the stadium. We were next to the Dortmund fans. Uh, just kind of set the stage. I think a little bit of it. Um, Chelsea fans are up for it. There was uh, blue smoke outside the stadium beforehand. I think Potter had called for a big atmosphere. Players had called for a big atmosphere and, uh, everyone definitely seemed up for it. these are tough games Nick because people are sprinting from work to get here for the game so it is tough to maybe uh, have a lot of time pre-match
2: but um, it was far busier than Leeds oh man yeah and and you know a few extra hours of booze and will help get the atmosphere going and you know it, it is special I mean there's no doubt Champions League nights are, are just fantastic and the buzz is different, you know. We got we did a little bit of a pub crawl this afternoon to go from the pensioner to the butcher's hook, all the way down to the cock tavern, and it, you know, places were full, but at like four and four thirty and five, and you know that that was not necessarily the case on Saturday. So I, I was really pleased to see the energy was up. And look, there are a lot of Dortmund fans here, Dan. I mean, they they brought the energy too, but. Um, I think what I would say about Dortmund Vince, I was extremely disappointed in the way that they acted, and I thought they would come and kind of be a classy foe, and it didn't really turn out that way. They were, uh, they were a bit shit. Look,
3: sometimes you're told if you don't have anything nice to say, don't say anything at all. Well, they
2: were assholes, yep, just dickheads.
3: I mean, look, did they chant for basically the full 90 minutes? Yes, did they? try to cheer their team on to be successful against us absolutely but they definitely were throwing a little aggro and trying to keep it chippy in the stadium i will say afterwards it was very calm in and out though like there was no concern there but they did give it an experience you know they th- you didn't you didn't see the didn't scuffles you it. yeah did, really oh <laughs> Whoa, yeah oh my Shit. god yeah I was huge, behind you guys, so I
1: was scuffle. waiting because our people were up in the at the at the bar still. Elizabeth like went to the bathroom, so they were like well on their way to the what is it, the Millennium Gate or is it Britannia Gate over there? Yeah, the Millennium. Millennium because the hotel makes yeah. sense. Um, and the police were flying oh, and yeah. they were snapping at people too, and it was it was we yeah we waited and then we like snuck across to get yeah. to the shed wall and then we're like clear, but. No, it was it was popping off, you know. But I would also say there's probably plenty of Chelsea fans that were interested in meeting some friends as well. Yeah,
2: I mean, yeah, I think just my my overall take is I came away thinking less of them than I started. Definitely, it was it was tough on the edges. Again,
1: our our people got spit on, coins thrown at them. Um, they were not pleasant people. But I would say that you know, the, the, it invokes a reaction, you know, at times, and and it is uh, it was a lot of pressure. Um, people were very tense for the game, um, but the atmosphere. Chelsea did a light show for the game. Mm-hmm. They had the flags going around the perimeter. I would say, from an experience standpoint, because I, I even asked Elizabeth. I was like, same team, Chelsea, same stadium, but Saturday to Tuesday. I mean, she's like, it's it's a literally completely yeah. different thing. Champions League night game under the lights. It's insane. It's intense.
3: I mean, you get the anthem going right beforehand that just adds to it as well you near know, the pride of london banner on one side and then it's the history, history tapestry on the other side of the stadium that we are the shed put together it, it just had a lot of energy that transferred from the pub from the social hours beforehand into the stadium and it really carried into what we saw with the players on the pitch they were absolutely up for this match. They were engaging with the supporters. They were cheering people up to get involved as they were going for corners and as they were trying to make their stamp on the game. And it didn't take long, Brandon, because we could have had a goal. To use the Nick phrase, we could have had a goal of the first five minutes because... We just we were there and we were a step ahead the whole game.
1: Yeah, I mean for large parts. But before we jump into it, we're gonna take an ad break. So thank you to the sponsors. When we get back. Uh, we're going into first half and what could have, should have, would have been. Thank you the sponsors. will be right back. <laughs> Are you missing out on your favorite shows because it's not available in your region? Trying to keep your private time private? Well, let me introduce you to NordVPN. If you are bored of the US Netflix, why not just take it for a spin in the UK? Using NordVPN and a click of a button, you can do just that. No need to travel to Japan for your favorite anime when NordVPN brings it right to you. With 5,000 plus servers, no show is out of your reach. Using my link, nordvpn.com forward slash London is blue. You can receive a huge discount on a two year plan with one month free. We all love to binge, but privacy is a big deal too. NordVPN keeps your information encrypted so you never have to worry about your IP or location getting out. They've also doubled down on keeping you safe with their new threat protection feature. Say goodbye to intrusive website ads and malware. Even if you download an infected file, threat protection kicks in and deletes it before it makes a mess of your computer. Don't forget, there's literally no risk to you with our 30 day money back guarantee. Give it a try, and if you like it, great. If you don't, they'll issue a refund and you can pretend the entire situation never happened check it out my link nordvpn.com forward slash london is blue to get your subscription started today
0: Bet you didn't see this coming. Hope you're ready to hear editor Jake's voice for a while in the ads, (laughs) ha. This time we're coming with Shady Rays. Kick off the new year with new gear built to last. Our friends at Shady Rays have you covered from the sun to the slopes with premium polarized shades, customizable snow goggles, and more. Shady Rays is a world-class sunglasses company, independently built that'll have you thinking you're wearing some of the world's top brands that you already know with durable frames and extremely clear optics not only clear optics but clear ethics as well having donated over 20 million meals to fight hunger with feeding america something that we've done and London's Blue Podcast. So, and if you're worried you won't like your pair, they will exchange it. They'll give you a new pair, or you can return them for free within 30 days. And if you're worried you might break them, thanks to lost and broken replacements, you can get a replacement pair. No questions asked, anytime. Exclusively for our listeners, Shady Rays is giving out the best deal of the new year. Go to ShadyRays.com and use code LONDONISBLUE, all one word, all caps, for 50% off, two plus pairs of polarized sunglasses. That's right, London is blue, all caps, spelled just like the podcast, you know, the podcast you're listening to right now. You can see it in the title. All caps, one word, 50% off, two plus pairs of polarized sunglasses. Try it out for yourself. The shade's rated five stars by over 200,000 people.
1: All right, so as Dan alluded to, first half, uh, a couple things happened right away. I mean, Raheem found himself in acres out of nowhere. Think it would have been sides, but he just hesitated and didn't pull the trigger, which was the frustrating part. Yep. Uh, Kai got in right away. Um, Julian Brandt on their team went down with an injury within like I think he went out the fourth or fifth minute. So had to burn a sub early, which is like okay, great. I'm starting to see some things go our way, but. You know, after the first 10 minutes, I would say we really dominated and kind of had like our uh, on the front foot, which, A, you should expect because we were chasing the game. But I think it was good to
2: really see the team open up and and look forward. Yeah, I mean, I don't think Chelsea played particularly, like, incredible football tonight. I think they gutted it out um, and, you know, made – Every tackle, you know, made it a a, a more of a contest, you know, this time a little bit more fiscal and, you know, the first half was a little weird because like you said, we started off really well. Then we went 25 minutes without really touching the ball, uh, which was difficult. You know, Keppel makes a great save off of a free kick. Yeah. You know, and and it just didn't feel great. I went up to the, to the bar, um, I went to piss first and then I went to the bar and that, Dan, is where, um, you know, we, we got a scrappy goal, right? We've been begging for a scrappy goal. We've been begging for someone to knee it over, shin it over, whatever. And, you know, the great little cross in from Chilwell gets deflected to Raheem Sterling, uh, whiffs on it, composes himself, gets lucky on a touch, and then buries it. For
3: the amount of really good-looking attempts that have not gone in in the past month and a half, no one cares nope. or will ever care, again, how that goal looked because that broke the camel's back. That gave the team the confidence to go forward, to level themselves in the tie, and to now go forward and continue to press every single challenge and every single opportunity. It's their backup goalkeeper.
2: Yeah. Hit it. Just hit it at him. See what he does. Yeah. Like I mean, He again, made a couple saves. Yeah, but... Uh, I like that he didn't try and place it in the corner, just
1: hit the ball. Put your foot through it. Yeah. I mean Kai hit the post. So which I'll say, so they were attacking right in front of us. Yeah. So we were like seeing it all happen, unfurling right in front of us, which was which is good. Um not only that, uh I thought Mateo Kovacic, especially throughout the first half in the entire game that he was there. Led like a captain, he felt like a captain today to me. He was his effort was there. Uh, he t- probably had more tackles today than he has all season because that's just not his game, but he knew it had to be done. And um, he also broke the press and got out of really, some yeah. really, really tight spaces. Kukure, one man of the match, Dan. I think a lot of people
3: that was the biggest question mark. And the conversation at the pubs, what's he going to be like? What are we getting? Everybody loved the fact that we were doing the 3-4-3. They were loving that, but the question mark was Marco Greia has been out for three matches, coming right back in to play against Dortmund, and he had an exceptional game for him. He had a really, really good game. I loved watching how he stepped forward. And look, some of the challenges are risky because if he gets beat, there's not someone back to necessarily cover. Or he was going to leave a lot of space behind him. But he pressed forward into some challenges and continued to disrupt the Dortmund attack so frequently that they couldn't get that second pass or that third pass to really move further into the attack the attacking third. And it made it so good for Chelsea to really limit the amount of times, Nick, that they were really able to get a get a hold in and actually try to sustain some pressure against us.
1: I thought the whole back line was really aggressive. I felt like that was a tactic set up because Wesley Fofana would step high, Koulibaly would try to step on Aller.
2: Um, they, we just swarmed them and just tried to not give them any any time on the ball. It's a small pitch at Stanford Bridge you know, compared to some of the other big European grounds, so you don't have to cover as much space, which means you can be a little bit more aggressive. I think I want to see the team play like this a lot more um, especially in the league where where you don't have a whole lot to lose right now, why the hell not? I mean, it, it's a big call, by the way, for Graham Potter to go Kukurea tonight. He's been very poor at, at that role this year in in various games, mm-hmm. and I think you could have forgiven a lot of Chelsea fans for going, "What the hell is he doing tonight?" Big selection call, and Kukurea paid it off with a with an excellent performance and. It also allowed, you know, his play allowed Chilwell to really just live further forward today. Massive, massive, massive improvement. I think even over the Leeds game for him. Like, I thought he was all over the place today. I thought he was interchanging well. Um, he was allowing Reese to get a little bit more space on, on the right side. You know, Dortman, to be fair, suffocated Reese in the first half for the most part, but uh, when, they, when we finally found a little bit more balance, you know, they were both able to get into the game and we are wingbacks fc if nothing else. Yeah, Chilwell um reminded me of the Porto
1: match when he just ran and ran and ran and just would not give up. And so you're starting to see that sharpness and like extra fitness from him, which is which is really good again couple two games in a couple days. Uh the the attack, you know, Raheem found himself in wide open spaces. Sometimes offsides unfortunately. Um, Kai looked absolutely up for it Felix was running everywhere Kind of the press started from him You know, Dortmund from the first minute They loved to stall and waste time And, you know, it kept going down I mean, even Jude Bellingham He was constantly on the ground Emory Chan constantly on the ground They they tried to shithouse us today 100%, yeah And so Felix really had to do a lot of running That he probably didn't want to do Yeah. But, uh, Kai looked invigorated he did a shit ton of running uh he also shit housed as well which is fun to see um and even i feel like like raheem pressed a lot which we don't always see out of him uh he got the goal i just felt like this could have been such a bigger game for him if a couple things had just gone his way it wasn't all his fault but um getting caught off sides in two big times really really kind of at times sucked the air out of it a little bit
2: i agree i think raheem was a little frustrating to be honest. Like, obviously, he got the goal, but I, you know, before he got the goal, I thought he was a candidate to come off at half, and I will own that, you know, just because I put the tweet out there. Um, I thought he was tough, and, and you know, I thought there are other players who could maybe do a little bit better job pressing in that role, but, you know, it was nice to see him finally work into the game a little bit in the second half, uh, in particular. And, you know, I do think he showed some leadership there, which is great. Um, you know, I just want to see more of that end product from him because I think he is better than he has shown this year. Yeah. Well, obviously to
1: run up the first half, um, you know, very even, we got the goal 43rd minute, which again, amazing because usually we're conceding right before half. So for us to go in at halftime, up the goal, Dan, it changes the halftime talk. It changes the tactics. It just, it lifts the team as well because we're so close to getting it. How we didn't have it at that point. Didn't matter anymore. Got the breakthrough, um, and you knew we had a big advantage at that point because we were at home. The fans are behind it. The fans are up for it. Um, and that's how we we ran out the half, and it was intense. It was a battle, uh, especially with Dortmund had their 20-some minutes of kind of having the upper hand. But Chelsea did something they haven't done a lot this season, Dan, and they just found a way. It's a
3: testament to the way Chelsea as a squad and as a club – have a history of when the chips are down, when the results aren't going our way, when every bit of outside noise is doom and gloom, raiding the barn, of getting a results almost out of nothing. And to be fair, we came over here and a lot of the conversation preceding our trip was... Very unpleasant commentary about the club, about the state, about what's going on, about players, managers, anything in between. Every little nit was being picked by people. And you had a really gritty, grinded out experience from this team that is going to fuel Chelsea. It's going to fuel this Champions League run because now the unexpected happened. In Chelsea beating Dortmund, reversing the trend, and it's all there: five matches, three goals, and Golo Conte coming back healthy for the next round. There is a lot of positive momentum that did not exist six hours ago.
2: Yeah, it, it matters. It matters a lot because this team needed something good to happen. I mean, it. It, it was us. Correct. They needed us. You are welcome. (laughs) Uh, But no, I mean, statistically, it it can't be this bad forever, right? And so you you would have expected them to to get up on the horse again and, and begin to ride. But I am thrilled that it happened while we were here, right? And I'm thrilled that, you know, they were able to take a big step today. And, you know, I think for a team that's still relatively new to each other and, you know, young... It's a it's a big one, um, you know. I think there's still a lot of conversation to be had about what the right formation is, who the right personnel are, all that other stuff that that we'll talk about another day. But I mean, I am I'm over the moon for those guys, and and I'm hopeful that they actually take this and make it right because it's it's not about today; it's about what you do with it. And if they're able to parlay it into a couple more wins, start to get a little bit of buzz going you know, get the crowd into these games, you know, like they were tonight, then, you know, it's Chelsea. Anything can happen. Yeah, which is exactly
1: what we're we're seeing. Um, again tournament football, like crazy things happen. I would say over the two legs as we end at halftime, we're the better team. I mean Dortmund weren't great. The the better leg is not great
3: across both legs.
1: That's what I'm saying. So like once we got to level and you take the first ninety minutes and then you take the way you are playing, and you know we headed into halftime. I think with a lot of positivity, and momentum behind the team.
2: Well, do you know what that was generated by?
1: An ad break, which is a great timing. <laughs> so thank you to the sponsors, and we'll be right back with the second half. You were saying, yeah, that well, second half here we go. Well, we we had to go to the captain's club. We had, we had the bar. Uh, we we some had of to, us went earlier. We had to have a chat, but you missed the goal at Leeds. You were not in the stands. I was in the bathroom. You missed the goal again yep. today,
2: Brahim's. Yep, I was in the bathroom, then I was in the bar. Were you surprised? Could you believe it? Yeah, you no, laugh? I was very sure that was going to happen. Um, however, I did take one for the team and just stayed in the bar. You really did. Yeah. The commitment.
3: You know, Nick really gave everything he could, and I'm pleased for Nick that he was able to enjoy in the experience here. I... uh just really think that he did an exceptional job and, and put it in a shift, and you know something that we can all be proud of.
2: You know, I'm I'm just happy for me mostly um, that I was able to contribute. You know, been out injured for some time, and you know to get back on the on the pitch with the lads was fantastic. And right, uh, I appreciate all the all the welcoming tweets after after the match after I posted a smug photo. Uh, <laughs>
1: it worked. It was funny because I think a lot of people are like, wait were you really not there? And you were like, yeah. Like, uh, once again, yeah. I really was not there. A lot of halftime chat. Like I said, I think everyone is excited. We met Martin. Uh, his family. And I don't, we we had a generational, a multi-generational Chelsea family. His grandfather went to the very first game. His dad was going in the 50s. He's been going since the 70s. And he brought his son. His son's been his going son, since the late 90s. Yeah. Like, they, they, they are like their family tree is runs in parallel to Chelsea football <laughs> club, which is super cool to meet, you know, a lot of people like that. There's other people from Texas in there as well. So we had a strong representation. There's a couple of people right behind us in our seats that were Americans as well. Um, we had it, we had a good run of it, but we shimmyed on out for a second half. Uh,
2: Nick bit the bullet, stayed up there. Yep. Sure did. And, uh, uh TVs were on a 20 second delay by the way. So, when the penalty went in, uh, I didn't uh, see it till twenty seconds later. Even though I heard the crowd, obviously,
1: right? So w- let's get into this. What a what a weird little run, right? So Chilwell gets it out wide, crosses it in, hits Wolf's arm, which is by his side to be fair, but he's in the box. Play goes on, play goes on, plays goes on. Finally, it goes out for a throw, and the referee's like, "Ah, my my earpiece is is twitching. Let that me. Spider check. sense is tingling." after a long delay runs over to the pitch side monitor yep. love a pitch side monitor again fa figure it out not hard runs back penalty great i was a bit surprised were you um look it's one of those ones that i would be absolutely livid if it was given against us but I like agree. it's it's an extremely sensitive rule right now it's very touchy so like wolf's arm was next to his body but it wasn't tucked and it wasn't touching like it was just in a natural position
2: but that no longer matters. Yeah,
3: it's it's the letter of the law,
2: 100% penalty. You'd be furious if it was given against you.
3: Sure, but that's not the way. Look, we've been we've been screwed by that rule and have had it gone against us and tonight that rule worked for us.
1: And this is what I've been saying going into this one is like we needed something to break our way. We needed Absolutely. a penalty, we needed a red card for them, we needed a known goal, something that like just broke our way and that was it. Not only did it break our way, uh, convenient timing that Kai Havertz had been named uh, main penalty taker since Virginia left by Potter uh, convenient that that just now came out and then immediately we get our first pen and who knows how many months um, s- does his own version of the stutter delay hits the post and out we're all just absolutely shattered and distraught were you peeking? no you didn't peek your head out? no okay well guess what VAR is back and the goalkeeper encroached the second shittiest r- law in the rule book. And uh, we got it again. Kai stepped up, did it again. I was like, oh, is it going to be him? Or is Felix going to take it because he was by him? And he did the same exact thing, buried it this time. And now Chelsea are up 2-0. And again, we cashed in twice on
3: VAR. The You're mood welcome. was so amazing in the stadium after the penalty. After the first penalty. And the take, people were very unhappy. And it quickly turned and it became tense, but a positive tense where it just chipping down, chipping down, chipping down, watching the clock go down. The fact that there was a ridiculous six minutes of extra time on the second half, yet three minutes with all the bullshit time wasting from Dortmund in the first half. I I can't explain that. I need, I need someone better at the math. At that and at math than me to go through that, Nick. But in general, the second half, once the goal came in, Dortmund finally realized they had to wake up and actually try to play a little bit. But they never got into it.
2: It's hard, right? Like when you, when you go to not concede and then you concede twice, your game plan's out the window. And, you know, I was surprised that they were playing a little defensive because in the first leg they were very much on the front foot. They had a lot of useless possession today. That that 60-40 number was a lot of back passes and stuff that we're very used to. Um but you know once once you've set out away, it's really hard to change it all of a sudden. Mm-hmm. And, you know, when they started coming forward, Chelsea ended up finding a lot of space in behind. And you know, frankly if we could hit across to an open person, uh, we would have had a third very easily in the second half. And, you know, I think the team just started to gain in confidence. And then, you know, at the end, we started doing our own shit shithousery, which was fantastic. And, you know, that that was a lot more of a calm end to the game than the Leeds match, where I think the team was shitting themselves. Uh, this was it felt a lot more secure and like, you know, having Reese James on the field to help. It's good.
3: It was interesting to see
2: when a Potter did not watch the second shot,
3: the penalty shot from Kai.
1: Oh, he did.
2: He he, said he sat
3: back down and like sat in the dugout and just kind of like looked ahead and waited. Yeah, he he waited to hear the supporters, and he was watching the <laughs> watching the broadcast.
2: <laughs> look, man, I get it. I was I was in the I was in the bar, so you know. So I was looking at the the players that were missing and. Thiago obviously.
1: Out. Aspie, not back yet, but it says Mason Mount was suspended. Did was he on yellow card accumulation?
3: Who Mason? Mason? Yes.
1: Or is this site just wrong? Oh, okay. Well, anyways, that's why I guess potentially Mason didn't play, which I thought was now nah, makes more sense. I must have just completely missed that, um, which is which is part of it, because I kind of felt like he would have been the perfect person to come on in the second half, Dan. Um, but instead, uh, Joao came off, which I was again, when between him and Raheem, I know he got the goal. Uh, Joao did something to his knee
2: in the first half too, though. I mean, and
1: that's what I assumed it yeah, was because he didn't look comfortable. Yeah. So he came off and Connor, the bulldozer Gallagher came on, mm-hmm. uh, and he just ran and ran and ran. And then you also had, um, uh, Ruben Loftus-Cheek came in and, uh, Kovacic went out uh to a, a
2: huge
1: applause for kova on the day so ruben's in nice big presence uh connor's in just kind of running around like a crazy person formation changed a little bit because it was just kai and Raheem up top and connor was almost in a 10 and just kind of sat in as a three so um that's you know essentially was like a, a three five two at that point yep. to clog the middle because to be fair doorman had three in the middle so then we wanted to match up with them three to three uh, but it was an onslaught in the second half. I mean, I'm on SofaScore score looking at this, and pretty much from like the, the 70 minute on, it was 75th minute on. It was just wave after waves of attack. We had to endure. Uh, the team looked organized. Koulibaly was imperious in the air, Dan. Um, the midfields are tracking back, uh, tackles were getting put in. And, you know, for the most part, we looked I don't know if I want to say comfortable, but I'd say competent. I don't have enough confidence in the team right now to like say we're comfortable, but like they were getting it done. They didn't look.
3: They didn't look bothered. They didn't look bob. They looked like they were ready to get done because they knew Jude Bellingham whiffed they, a sitter. They they knew twenty more minutes, thirty more minutes. It it wasn't going to happen for Dortmund tonight. I think you're being a little post game cocky no there, they had there was multiple an chances energy in the box. and an attitude and a mood in that stadium where it just started to because the, the the luck shifted the mood shifted the energy shifted and it just became harder and harder for that Dortmund team to visualize getting the goal back so that they, they could bring it to extra time yeah. it wasn't just to get a goal to win now it was, they had to work themselves back into an extra time situation. And so that mounting pressure didn't leave them in a good position. You know, they're going to wish they were time-wasting in the first half and maybe came to play maybe just a touch more football.
2: Yeah, I'm, it's nervous, right? I mean, there's some nervous energy there for sure. And, you know, both sets of fans are giving each other shit. And, you know, you realize because you you've, done something that Chelsea hasn't done for uh, almost three months, two and a half months, which is score more than one goal in a match that you've done your job, but now you can't concede, right? Because then you're going to be asked to score another one. Uh, and that just hasn't been a part of our NMO. I mean, we just yeah. have to be honest about that. So yeah, I, I, I was curious to see how the team would kind of close it out. And I think, Dortmund kind of killed themselves with the way they were playing and a lot of again lots of open space for Chelsea to play into uh, Pulisic comes on to try and you know spell you know uh, Raheem a little bit and I, I think the team did just enough to to see it out and and see it out well and you know now the victors get the spoils and we get to see what happens next but I mean overall I think you know, we were buzzing, our group was buzzing, you know, the the pub after the match was buzzing. And, you know, it's uh it was a good vibes four days for Chelsea Football Club.
1: Yeah, I was a little nervous that, you know, we'd only made the Connor Gallagher for Joao Felix in the 67th minute. That we were leggy. I thought we could have pressed them better. But Potter didn't. He waited until the 83rd minute. And again, we got the victory, so there's no need to go back and dissect it. You know, but that's when Ruben and Pulisic did come on. You know, Pulisic was obviously bright. Ruben did well for coming into the middle of a battle. Again, 83rd minute, Zakaria coming in in the 87th minute for Enzo. Um, He was on a caution. But again, just um, even in like the plus six minutes of stoppage time, that was bullshit that we got. Uh, Zakaria had a lot of... He he's got these long legs, and he just gets a touch on it. He just pokes it away from the defender, and just disrupts. And he did such a good job of that. And, and like we had to be very tighter because they were in and around our box a lot. And thankfully, um, you know, we we didn't give away anything stupid. Like that would have been things like you lunge at the end, and you're tired, and you're trying to be a hero. But it all came off. All the subs worked. Zakaria, the closer. That's what, you know, I mean, that's the that's the link that he would love to have if you could be linked with the Mikel role, essentially. (sighs) Six minutes of stoppage time is a long time. Shout out to Jack
2: and our group who started his timer.
3: Yeah, really heads up move to start it right when the board went up. Yeah. If
2: only six minutes would have been the amount of time they actually played because it was eight minutes. Yep. Um Got it done. Uh,
1: Jude Bellingham picking up a late caution with the tackle on Reese. Ugly tackle. Yeah, Ugly disgusting tackle. tackle. And uh, you, then you had the Wolf and Chilwell dust up. But they both got cautioned. Kukure got a caution for just yelling at the referee who, I mean, he just had a bad day out. Um, but we got it done. It was mentality day today. Um, you felt like this is big club mentality, right? Big club energy. And, you know, granted it was Leeds, one nothing this has more weight behind it yeah like i said it's champions league it's under the lights it's a knockout competition that you advance it's it means something and i really wonder where it kind of kicks off from here but um on the day the team did absolutely everything they needed to do to ensure that they survive another round and the fans were awesome and to be a fan in that stadium was the best
2: it felt like we won a trophy, quite honestly, the way we had to fight. That's a big monkey to get off your back, man. I mean, I, I, I think that just the pressure release on, you know, the the pressure cooker was, you know, something to not take for granted. And, you know, again, I, I, you you go back to your comments initially, Dan, which is, you know, the vibes coming in here and the vibes leaving are, are vastly different things, right? But... Yeah, I still think there's a lot of questions around can this team win a big match? Can this team close out a result? Can this team, can this team, can this team? And, you know, you can only beat who's in front of you, right? Or or not, as in previous matches. But my hope is that, you know, the the guys take this experience tonight, a big European night. And apply that into everything that they do, right? Clearly, this formation has got us a couple of results. Clearly, the players have amped up their performances, which have got us a couple of results. Now, do something with it.
1: We have to stay back three. There's no changing at this point. He may want to play back four. My man, that's your summer project. You (laughs) You have
3: to stick with the three, five, two, or the three, four, three. Yep. Okay. Without question, I, I I'm. There's a no, there's no debating it. Like it just, it just works with the players that we have. It gets the ball moving. It creates opportunities. It creates spaces. It's great against teams who want to play against us. Look, it struggles a bit more against the low block, which we saw against Leeds. But you know, Dortmund did want to let us have the ball, and they also wanted to try to get the ball back. So it it flowed well.
1: March is generous. Right. From a fixture standpoint, you got Lester away, Everton at home, Villa at home. That's a good that's a nice run. Right. Very winnable fixtures. This again, can we kick on from there until we figure out when the next round of the Champions League is April, especially if Champions League legs are in April is going to suck. You've yep. got because you have uh, Brighton at home, United away, Brentford at home, Arsenal away. And then Champions League on top of that. This is gonna be a busy month, and probably one of those fixtures gets moved or something like that. Um, but that's like the the other season when we had Manchester City on either side of Champions League fixtures. You are like, this isn't fair. This doesn't make sense. But this is also, you know, regaining form, and and the only priority is Champions League.
3: So the next dates for the quarterfinals. Um Oh, wait, no, this is the wrong date, so never mind. it'll be in
1: April. They go, they go month to month, right? April, May, end of May, early June will be the final. Oh,
3: wait, here it is. It is the 11th and 12th and the 18th and 19th of April.
1: Right. So, um, you know, that second leg is going to be right uh, before United, but that doesn't mean that we can't go do business.
3: They're, they're the two most important matches we have left to play this season until we get to the next round, and those will then be the next two most important matches we have to play, and then the Champions League final it's the next most important game we have to play there's literally nothing else that that we exactly. need to be focused on um all right i love the
1: fist pumps i love everything i'm just going through our twitter timeline to see if we threw up a dan of the match poll we did congratulations everyone who played um we have 1851 votes and it's only been out for four hours so uh, the fans are excited. This is positivity. We had Ben Chilwell, Mark Cucurella, uh, Kai Havertz, and Kalidou Koulibaly. Thoughts on the on the options? Cucurella got it. Official man of the match. Yep. Which I was surprised about. It seemed random. Nothing against him. It just seemed random. Um, I think Kai probably edges it out for me today. Yeah. Kai, especially having the balls to take the penalty again and, and to bury it uh and i thought his just general play he worked hard um yeah. tried to make things happen he did score the goal that was called back from the offsides just roofed it far post but um you didn't do the option so it's not like we can blame you
3: dan no B- benji would probably be mine i mean he got the where's got benji the, coming
2: from you, kind of, benjamin benji is Chili Chili, Chili has a Chili nickname? Chili okay, B. that's fine. Ben, Benji the dog. Anyway,
3: <laughs> gets the gets the penalty, earns the penalty for us, and also gets the assist. Like plus he ran he ran that he left was side. Good. He had a r- really really good game.
1: I mean, we were all upset when he skied his his shot that one time when he was in the box. But uh, the people spoken, uh, Kai with thirty five percent. Kukure with 30%, Chilo with 30%, and Kulabali with 5%. Wow. So it's close, 35,
3: 30, 30. This might change by the time we wake up tomorrow.
1: That is true, actually. So we'll have to see. Um, Anyways, that's how it all kind of shook out. We talked about the next matches. Um, You know, this is the first date of second leg fixtures. So, you know, there's games tomorrow, but this will come out then. It doesn't really matter because we don't care. We don't have to play any of those teams yet. I mean, this is an amazing trip. Yes. The results were great. The people in our group were better. The people and the friends that we got to see was even better, Nick. Um, a huge shout-out to the 21 people that came with us. Um, I got all the names here, baby. St- Statman Shane came out and hung out with us a bunch. Uh, the boys from University of Nebraska-Lincoln were there again. Yep.
2: We literally, every time i turn around at a Chelsea event, they're there. It was hilarious. Yeah, yep. Blake. Blake's there, yeah. So our, our group... Uh, Alex, Brandon, Jason, Jeremy, Giovanni, Gio, uh, Adrian, Karozak, Wagner, Brooke, Luke, Lance, Diane, Jake, David, Adam, Jonathan, Jack, Ernie, and Carlos. Absolute legends. Uh, a group of their own. They really uh, yep. had a big love in and uh, just formed a, a really great bond. And, you know, you you combine that with seeing Chidge and, Seeing Sills and seeing the Glamvilles, Glamvilles, and damn, uh, yeah, it's just Run, running into Gary and Carrie yeah. outside of the tube so station. Funny, yeah. Yeah, we got we got to see so many journalist friends. We got to see CJ Uzama. Finally, we we met him. Yeah, he's real. He's a real. He's a real tight end for the for the Jets. He's
1: really big. Yeah. Um, people at the club hung out with Lee Parker again. It just. It was like, it was one of our best trips that we've had. Definitely. And I think a lot of it was because Chelsea were in such a bad form. So everyone's expectations, Dan, were probably very hesitant about how it was going to be. Yeah. I mean, people were emotional after the whistle today. And like, this trip provided so much more. So it's just a reminder that like, if you can get to the bridge and see Chelsea play, even if they're in bad form, they might surprise you, right? Like, take a gamble. Just being in the stadium Never know. is magical.
3: It's why you're a fan. It's why this is such an intoxicating thing to do. Because on the days where it doesn't go well, you can feel like you're at your lowest moment. You can feel your soul being crushed, your body being broken down by every... Missed time pass or terrible results or situation that doesn't go your team's way. And on a night like tonight in West London at Stanford bridge, the home of the mighty Chelsea, mm. when you're there and you're getting a chance to see the exact opposite happen, you walk away and you're inches off the ground the whole way down the road to the station, as you're seeing people chant, as you're shoulder to shoulder, and just soaking it all up. It is the absolute best.
2: Uh, as as Ollie Glanville said, as we were having a celebratory bevy at, at the Cock Tavern. Imagine not being Chelsea. I can't personally.
3: <laughs> Must suck. Hmm. <laughs>
1: oh man it is it is so so good so enjoyable um glad you listeners out there could could join us with it you know we had the a lot of classic football shirts obviously uh the pod after Leeds, you guys did the pod jesse for the women's now we're here for this like the show doesn't stop we keep moving again we're reinvigorated because so many people told us how much they appreciate the pod um big week
2: for the brand yeah i mean <laughs> big week for the brand
1: it, it was just it. it is it is it just reassuring and just you know kind of like strengthens the conviction to keep doing it you know because it's it's a lot of work it's a lot of effort again people are shocked when they find out that this is something we do on nights and weekends that is not our yep. full time job that this is a a fun hobby we're not millionaires off it like We do it because we love Chelsea. We want to be just like the fans, and we want to build a a community of positive Chelsea fans and continue
3: to grow the love. There's going to be some content coming out around our thousandth episode over the next few weeks. We're getting very, very close to that number. This trip was planned in a thought that this would be right around the time that we were going to achieve this milestone, this nine plus year journey. Which we are not looking to stop anytime soon, but hitting a thousand felt pretty historic to us. Felt pretty monumental as a touch point, and the club helped us do a couple of things that you're going to see as a part of that in the the coming weeks So we're very very excited to share with you. So uh, thank you to them as well for making this a great trip for us. Uh, a lot of special things that you know I'll never forget, and every one of these trips feels that way. Nick, that you just you we take away. More than ever that could than could ever fit in a bag because these memories and these experiences are just etched into your mind's eye.
2: Someone get us a goddamn visa so we can just be over here more often, <laughs> please. I mean, I, I everyone knows how much I I love this town and these people, and all I want to do is be here more than we get a chance to be. And uh, you know, uh, if someone out there is listening in a House of Parliament or some sort of immigration office, perhaps, hook the boys up. You know, I think we're we're out here doing services for Chelsea Football Club by just bringing some good luck for once. So, um, but yeah, look I, the the brand, great week, the people, much much better, and so many people made this trip special for us. Yeah, and yeah, never never forget this one. Yeah, no, big up. Even uh, Bassman
1: on Twitter showed up again. We got to see him again, so it was just so good. DPZ, he's a ride the or P's. die. He's a ride or die. We didn't lose him at Stonehenge. Jack from the Discord as well, and his brother. So, so cool to just see so many people. Again, probably missed you. We apologize. It's 2 in the morning after it's the game. late. We're delirious. Like, DM us. We will give you our, our thanks because we you've earned it. Um, but we got to wrap there. Uh, Thank you to everybody again. Uh, London, you've been great. Chelsea, you've been even better. So until next time, Chelsea fans, you know what to do. Blue flag, bye now.